0: You're listening Listening to Bible Bible Plus Plus. from Seesaw. Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bible Plus. We are still in the book of Acts, and today we are on chapter 26 where Paul is making his defense before Agrippa. And in making his defense, Paul is giving something of his testimony to Agrippa, which he has done multiple times before uh, in Acts. And in this account of defending himself, there are a few phrases in particular that really stand out. And these are what we'll focus on today. And the first phrase we'll focus on is in verse 16, where the Lord tells Paul, Rise up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a minister and a witness. And we'll come to the second part of the verse after this, but firstly, I want us to take a look at this phrase, a minister and a witness, Uh, because I don't know about you all, but I had never really considered before what the difference between a minister and a witness is, but Paul was appointed by the Lord to be both a minister and a witness. Uh, And you could even say that we all have been appointed by the Lord to be both ministers and witnesses. But what is a minister? And what is a witness? And how do they relate to us today? Well, a minister is one who carries out the ministry. Uh, and this points to the work of a servant of the Lord through which he ministers or imparts Christ into others. So the main emphasis here is the work we do. Uh, a minister is related to the work. However, a witness is not specifically working or serving the Lord, but is a person who has a first hand or who has firsthand experience of the Lord. And actually from Acts 1:8, where the Lord tells the disciples they would be his witnesses, we can realize that it's through a group of people who are experiencing the Lord and testifying of him both with their words and their living that he is carrying out his move. So we are witnesses of the Lord not just by our speaking about our experiences of him, but even more so in our living. When we are experiencing Christ, that produces a different kind of living uh, than normal people who are not experiencing Christ have. And this different kind of living is really our being a witness to the Lord. You know, there were many times uh, where Paul could not work. He could not, you know, minister uh, the word because he was very limited in prison, <laughs> Uh, but he was still living as a wonderful witness in his words uh, and even more so in his person as a living testimony of the wonderful Christ whom he was experiencing. So we've been appointed, appointed to be ministers, but in our classes to our friends, uh, when we we're experiencing Christ, uh, we are witnesses. Uh, testifying of his reality just in our living because we're experiencing him. And then the rest of the verse uh, reads, uh, I've appeared to you for this purpose to appoint you as a minister and a witness, both of the things in which you have seen me and of the things in which I will appear to you. And we may uh, unintentionally kind of read this like the things which you have seen, and the things which I will show you. But it's important. I think, and I think it's really awesome to realize that the things Paul had seen and the things he would see were totally involved with a person. Paul was not just seeing things and he was not just going to be shown things, but the Lord says the things in which you have seen me and the things in which I will appear. I will appear to you. So all that Paul saw and all that Paul had seen was totally wrapped up with the person, Jesus Christ. And so all the revelations that we have, all that we see in the word, all the experiences that we have, they, we don't want to just have experiences or revelations just in and of themselves. But we want to see Christ. Christ. We want to have revelations of the wonderful person, Jesus. Um, So this is a really great distinction that the Lord himself makes the things in which you have seen me and of the things in which I will appear to you. Um, So now we can go on to verse 18, the second verse to focus on here, which reads to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light. And from the authority of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. And this verse, which really shows us the contents of Paul's commission, reveals that the first thing in our ministry of Christ should be to open people's eyes. Uh, Sometimes, you know, we're listening to a message and the light just shines and our eyes are opened. And then, when our eyes are opened, we are turned from darkness, transferred into light, and turned from the authority of Satan to God. So, this experience is a, is being transferred into light and into God. So, before, we ourselves and, and people are in darkness. And when you're in darkness, we are under the authority of Satan. Uh, but according to 1 John 1.5... Light is just God himself, and in him is no darkness at all. So we ourselves want to be transferred, and we want to transfer others out of darkness and into God. And to do this, we need to exercise our spirit. Personally, when we are listening to God's word uh, being shared, we have to open ourselves to the Lord, open up our heart to him, and contact the lord in our spirit as we are listening otherwise we can easily miss god speaking to us and when we are speaking to others about the lord we should have words filled with the spirit 2 corinthians 3:6 says that the letter kills but the spirit gives life so regardless of who we are speaking to if it's our classmates our friends with our families, in a home meeting. It's the spirit in our spirit who gives life. And then when our eyes are opened, we receive forgiveness of our sins. We are cleansed and forgiven. Hallelujah. It's so wonderful to be forgiven and to be cleansed, released from our sins. So we want to, we certainly want to bring others into this wonderful release. And then when we are cleansed, uh, we are brought into our inheritance. And what is our inheritance? Our inheritance is the triune God himself with all that he is, all that he has, all that he's done, and all that he will do. So once our sins are marvelously forgiven, we can be brought into God's real intention from the beginning of the Bible that he could be everything to us. And brothers and sisters, we don't want our inheritance just to remain in the bank. We want to spend what we have been given. So I would just end today by encouraging us all, enjoy your inheritance today. When you're in class, you're probably muted, so no one can hear you. You just enjoy, Lord Jesus, you're my inheritance. When you're taking a test, maybe, you know, this time more quietly, Lord Jesus, you're my inheritance. But whatever we are doing, exercising, driving, grocery shopping, anything, just uh, we can just be reminded here and there, Lord Jesus, you are my inheritance today. Today you are my inheritance. And of course, we cannot forget, and we don't want to forget, we also have our co-inheritors. Our inheritance is among those, among those who have been sanctified by faith in our Lord Jesus. Uh, so if you want your enjoyment of Jesus as your inheritance to be enriched or if you're having trouble enjoying your inheritance, among those is the place to be. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, go enjoy your inheritance. Hallelujah.